0: January 1st is the international day of self-diagnosed Vesalgia. Vesalgia comes from the Norwegian word kais meaning unease after debauchery, and algia, being of the old Greek word algos, meaning pain. 1st of January, in other words, is the international hangover day. Welcome to three and something creatures focused. I'm Rasmus. <laughs> and I'm on vacation. And I'm Jan. And I'm...
1: <laughs> Should we do that again?
2: I don't know the order, for fuck's sake.
1: It's <laughs> really me, Jan, and the guest. But yeah, none. that's what I
2: thought, so...
1: Yeah, Jan.
0: and Jan was being a dick. <laughs>
2: no, he's being too
0: kind, he wanted to, like, ladies first, so...
2: And yeah. I'm Karo.
0: <laughs> hey! Karo, the masters of weird creations... Is that a fair thing to say?
2: Yeah, uh, if you want to call me like that, feel free to do so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I mean, I, I'm not sure if it's correct to start the way, start the whole thing by saying and setting the scene this way. But when I visited your workshop, you have a boob on a shelf. You don't? Of course,
1: she does. <laughs>
2: and a
0: and a glass of brains, and you have a, a navel and like body parts on on the wall.
2: Yeah, all the good stuff.
0: Yeah. Yes. Stuff. <laughs> Please do like. Uh, well, first off, how 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 are you doing?
2: I'm doing fine. I'm I'm pretty good. I mean, the weather is nice. I I love summer. It just it can't get any better than this. I know a lot of people complain, especially in these rounds about hot weather, but I absolutely love it. um Well, at least to a point where it can still work, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) If it gets too hot, it's not bearable in the workshop either. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty busy. I'm very sore, but uh, other than that.
3: (laughs) Busy is good. good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Says the one that has a vacation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: very busy on vacation as well. I mean, I, I, I had uh a very busy day at uh, the swimming pool with the kiddo so it sounds exhausting yeah it was absolutely
3: you you poor bastard
1: (laughs) you know that kind of day you wake up you have breakfast you go to the swimming pool you come back you eat lunch you take a nap go back to the swimming pool come back have dinner and the day is 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 over almost
2: absolute nightmare
1: yeah it's it's the worst so yeah i'm I'm leaving the dream actually, and I'm super tired because of the vacation. No, but it's it's really nice to be at out of town and be close to the sea. We are uh, around 500 meters uh, from the Mediterranean Sea. We went there yesterday for a quick look, and we will be uh, swimming. Uh, we will go swimming uh, there tomorrow. Today was kind of the day off, like just resting from the the the, the trip. Uh, and the kid absolutely loves uh, the swimming pool, so it was like ease day, and tomorrow we will get back to a normal um, vacation schedule
3: uh, for the vacations.
1: Um, and yeah, no, it's nice to be here.
3: And and yeah, sounded like a pretty normal vacation schedule for me. Or to like me. The,
1: the going to the swimming pool all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's. I mean. The kid absolutely loves it and he could spend uh, all day in the water. But for my wife and I, it's uh, it's not, I'm not saying that it's boring because it's really enjoyable. But after two hours uh, swimming or just being in, in cold water, uh, it's, it's like the same thing all day. So we also like going to see small villages in the area and actually doing something uh, with the kid. Yeah, it's it's we at this point it's not like discovering the area because I've am coming I've been coming here for vacations since I was my son's age actually. Uh, so shut up and say I know I'm old um you're not saying anything yeah but it, 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 say it. No. you were about to um so I'm i really <laughs> <laughs> i really know the area uh, very well but the kid uh needs to also discover stuff uh for example last time we went in a boat with a glass bottom so we were able to see the the bottom Ooh, of the sea with all the fishes it's right it was really fun uh so doing that kind of stuff is also part of our vacations
3: around here so it's a, it's fun so very really yeah. nice Caro, you said you were sore. What did you do this week to be... (laughs) (laughs) Other Um, than enjoying the weather and being sore?
2: (laughs) So, as usual, I... Or as you might probably know, I usually have, like, several projects at once going on. So every time there's, like, a little bit of waiting time or something is drying, I can just jump to the other part. And um, right now I'm... Actually, I'm waiting on a client to give their approval that I can make a mold or something. So I sculpted this very elaborate rooster sculpture. Which you can say cock. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the cock, right? So yeah. We will refer to that as a rooster. <laughs> I think I
3: think Jamie called it Mac- no. That was the Jamie? A yeah, he, yeah, magnificent, Yeah, Magnusson. I, I saw it before it's finished. Hard
0: and it was already then it was looking magnificent
2: oh thank you that's very kind <laughs> um which actually is a very funny I, I think i can tell this on you because it's very funny um that the client in the first place they were a bit difficult like in their communication and they like i was talking to one woman in particular um and she was very Hesitant and very worried about everything. She was like, oh, are you sure it's gonna work out? How much does it weigh in the end? Like, Are you sure you can do it Like, it looks exactly like how we want it to like the picture and, and like just let me do my work and we can see if you like it and then we can change stuff or whatever it's like It's, it's a process. I can't promise you anything at this point because I can't look into your head obviously, right? so yeah. um, I was refusing to send them any like in progress pictures because then it just looks like a lump of shit, right? It's like not finished. It's like clay marks all over the place, and so I was waiting um, until it looked like something, right? And then I took like really nice photos with my good camera and sent them over because. <laughs> like half of the company was down with COVID as well, so they couldn't come to the workshop. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. So we were like, ah, should we wait or should we do like a video call or something? And then in the end, I said I would just take photos and then we can speak about that later. And so i sent over the photos and didn't hear from them for like three days or something <laughs> and i was mm. really worried that they they're gonna hate it <laughs> yeah that's, that's nerve-wracking <laughs> yes. i was like oh shit i don't know what's wrong and at this point i didn't know that um what was taking them so long right but uh she then called me and was really hesitant on like saying anything specific i like you can just say if there's something wrong, and she refused to give any compliments. She was like very. What? She was searching for anything to criticize, like so hardly. Oh. <laughs> she didn't want to admit that she really liked it, and I've never heard. Had was she before. Swabian? <laughs> what?
3: Was she Swabian? <laughs> uh, no,
2: Swabian? So. No.
3: Okay. I don't know. We we um, have we have the saying. Uh, Nicht schumpfen ist genug, which well, just means yeah, like if you don't complain, it's like the highest price you can get.
2: Well, in a case where I need feedback, it's not very <laughs> no. helpful,
1: right? <laughs> do you think it, it could have something to do with the price? I mean, like if she prays you and say, oh, it's really good. You, you, she could um, fear that you would increase the price that you're asking for, for the work. Or nothing to do because the, the, no, it was already I decided. Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe she had bad experience with with other people before. <laughs>
2: like, I oh, I really not. like your
1: work. Well, if you like it, it's gonna cost you one thousand more.
2: <laughs> no, that's not how it works because we agreed on the price beforehand, right? Okay. So um, that's not the case. But it's just, I think it's just her personality that she's like really. I don't know, she was very, as I said, she was very worried about every little detail. Well, just wait. I can't tell you how it's gonna look when I'm finished painting it. Because I haven't painted it yet, right? <laughs> how am I gonna describe that to you? So um, yeah, She then a few days later, um, she and her boss called, so we had like a call with three people. and. Her boss was very happy as well and they were like, Yeah, I, I think it's it's almost perfect. Like we can go ahead like that. And that I mean that nice. felt really good, but they wanted to send it to some higher boss or something, I don't know. So I'm currently still waiting on their approval so I can make the silicon mold and then cast it in uh resin and then paint it and Yeah. Okay. So in the meantime I'm working on another thing which um Because everyone's so busy at the moment. And I've been reaching out to companies for CNC and lasering stuff. And they were taking like over a week to even get back to me with a quote. I was like, this is not going to work out with my client's deadline, right? So in the end, I just decided to do it myself, basically, (laughs) without having a CNC or a laser. So right now, I'm cutting a lot of... um, Styrene boards uh, with an X-Acto knife and, like, being on my knees these giant letters and.
0: Oh yeah, this this was can I say? What? You told me? Uh, this is for the big movie poster looking thing or the movie thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's for it's for a movie that comes out in a couple of weeks. I think I can tie it on here. It's for Nope. Yeah. The, Which uh, is a
0: very fitting name for a movie.
2: It movie. it is a very <laughs> fitting name for a movie and it is a very fitting thing to have in your workshop just staring at you like no i don't want to do it. no this is horrible <laughs> it's just a nice reminder how dumb i am to take on these jobs sometimes but... or,
0: or or brave
2: or brave maybe maybe also brave, i mean there's but... fine
0: line between stupidity and bravery it's sort of uh, yes and it's, it's a vague intersection there
2: <laughs> um, it is it is a very good client though that i just recently got uh, through the um, Jurassic World logo job that I did a couple of weeks ago, and so they reached out Is... again, and I really want to have them as my client, so I'm doing everything in my <laughs> my power yeah. to make it work.
0: Is this the point where you should properly explain to the few people out there who don't know who you are what you actually do for a living? Because going from Cox to Jurassic World <laughs> that's a bit of <laughs> a leap. Uh... <laughs>
2: well, I'm sure I have. Cocks Jurassic World
0: as well. I mean, technically speaking, a rooster is a dinosaur. No, no, because in the movie they are all
1: females. That they they explain that at the beginning, so they don't breed and don't reproduce Uh, and take over the world. Yes,
0: like gender. You should know your movies. That's (laughs) true, but a a a a chicken is a de-evolved dinosaur. That's what. That's true. Or a future or. Further evolved dinosaur. It's further it's weird evolved for something go from being like a T-Rex looking thing to be like something that goes cluck. Well, technically, there we still
1: have cock, and we don't have dinosaurs anymore. So, well, did you know
2: that a T-Rex is supposedly uh, was supposed to have wings instead of like yeah. arms? What? Because yeah. so, so when you when you look at the skeleton of a of a T-Rex and the skeleton of a chicken, they have the same. Uh, like arm bone structure. Yeah, yeah. So people are maybe thinking that T Rex could have had like little chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, like <laughs>
3: like, like, yeah. like a gigantic Dodo. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean it's it's common knowledge for a good while that dinosaurs were supposed to have feathers or they, they had feathers. Mm. And they even knew that when they made the original Jurassic Park movie, they just didn't bother because it didn't look cool enough. Or scary enough. Yeah. Or maybe it
1: was too difficult to do with CGI at the time.
0: I, I, by all means, that could also be it. Um, because,
1: because I, I think, think they um,
0: did in the latest one. Most at movies. some point
1: put feathers on dinosaurs, but we are not talking about movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what,
3: what, what about your week? No. <laughs> um, i thought we were about caro describing what she did my, my yes, week so okay I can, I, i'm just gonna I skip to over we'll like, get my back week. to you caro in in just a sec <laughs> <laughs> my week really shortly was um last week i was sitting at home still um for some reason my boss preferred me being in home office with like having COVID and everything smart choice um well and, and i really needed the time because uh it's still kicking my ass a little bit um i am back in the office this week so um starting monday i was back in the office and i'm also. um back out on customer assignments but um, yeah after a full day at the office I am exhausted when I get home so I can definitely still feel it. Please tell me they don't make you travel uh, in the country to meet customer just now. Oh I I made appointments like they're not forcing me but I need to have my customer appointments i mean it's okay it's but my, you feel comfortable
1: enough like good enough to do all the the travel yeah to, to see the customers yeah okay.
3: I'm, i feel good enough to like to, tomorrow it's like a five-hour drive to the customer and the appointment is at 10 o'clock in the morning so yay that's gonna be fun wow. um but after i'm done i'm gonna decide if i feel fit enough to drive to back or if i'm gonna take a hotel and drive back the next day because if i have my laptop with me i can base work from basically anywhere so no, my company's cool with that. That's that's all my choice. Just be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't die. Exactly. Other than that, or just mutate. like I said, a little bit tired still. Um, still dealing with that cough, and all that fun that comes with it. But other than that, I'm fine.
0: Cool. I think you're feeling better. Should should should, I, should Caro speak? Yeah. Finish her thing. Yes.
3: Yes. Uh,
2: so what what do I do? You do for a living? What I do for a living? Uh. Yes. I am a prop maker if you want to call it like that i do like props for movies and also like sculptures for uh, theaters and movie premieres and basically everyone who wants three-dimensional stuff from me i guess so i also do costumes for a little bit and um yeah it's a very wide field of different materials and objects and as rasmus said like body parts and then i don't know <laughs> it's
3: it's easy to recognize your insta like if you're going through the timeline you can definitely see when it's something of carol you're just going there and it's like well that's a weird body part oh yep that's carol <laughs> it's like oh is that a dead dog oh yeah carol <laughs> just with, with the you. removable leg yeah exactly
0: i'm <laughs> <laughs> like uh I, I mean currently i think the most amazing thing you will thing you made is the slot costume <laughs> i i don't agree I, I, I know you you want the giant snake lady yeah that was so
1: the chairs were also mind-blowing
0: cool. oh the the cobra the cobra chairs the yeah 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 basically everything she makes is, is well, super yeah, everything cool. is uh, most of the things are really really good the rest of it is just amazing yeah
2: Oh. <laughs> I will. And, I will pay you later, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. You, know, you have a paper, That's fine. Uh, but that's the thing, though. It all comes down to uh, what the clients want from me, right? So yeah. um, I'm I'm all up open for like whatever crazy idea they come up with, and um, usually that's like I'm not the design part in the whole project. I get an idea by them or I get like a drawing or a sketch or maybe even a 3D model of some sort. Sometimes it has to be like exactly that, like a copy of something that they show me. And sometimes it's more open and I make a little model and then we go from there and develop something. But um, yeah, I, I love it because I work with so many different clients as well from different fields like musicians or uh, like filmmakers, directors, uh, then theater people are a total different breed as well, and they all have their own like ideas in their head and their own visions, and
1: it's fun. Yeah, I I think you're setting yourself short a little bit because it's it's not because someone had the good idea that the final products will be like amazing if the artist, the person making the actual thing, is not insanely good you remember this lady that wanted to uh, repair a, a, a picture of Jesus in a church in somewhere I mean she was not a painter so the final product like really sucked in the end I
2: think it made um, it even better
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah matter of taste uh but no i i mean uh I understand what you're saying the if the idea is good, the product is good but your 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 skills in in the prop making and costume making and everything that you've told us about uh is absolutely insane and if I have a good idea and I am not able to um because it happens a lot of of times when I'm talking with customers they want something and and I'm trying to ask questions about what they want specifically they don't really know. And this exchange of information is is absolutely crucial when you want a good final product. And I think you also have the talent to see what they want and make it in a way that they will absolutely love it in the end. So, yeah. um, Good for you. I I mean... Always a yeah, it's it's it it's yeah. It's,
2: sometimes it's easier. Sometimes it's more difficult with the clients as well. Like the whole communication part is like I cannot stop talking about that because it's the most important part of any yeah. any job, right? <laughs> if they don't say or don't communicate what they want, I cannot help them, right? I can make them. Of course, I can make them suggestions, but in the end, it's that's not my job, right? It's their job to tell me what I have to do, and. We can meet on a on a level, and I can come up with something. But um, it doesn't work if I have to give them like three options for every little bit. That I don't know.
1: Uh, on that topic, I just have a quick question for you, Carol. Did did it that um, did it ever happen to you that your client explained you very thoroughly what he wanted, and so you you understood what he wanted, you made the thing, and in the end it was like. That's that's not what I had in mind, or that's not what I wanted, that's not what I had told you. Did you have that kind of experience with clients? Mm,
2: yeah, so to a certain degree, yes. Yeah. But
1: How do you resolve I mean,
2: that? You, usually you, you send them progress pictures as well, and then they can say, oh no, that's not what I was looking for, can we change that? Can we? I don't know, it, it happens all the time, right? But in the end if they i don't know if they want it and i finish it and then they say that's not what i wanted that's not how it works right <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: sure. i was just wondering if, if you had the, the case that the client would refuse to find the final product like nope it's not what i wanted so uh, yeah the product, there were some
2: pretty ugly clients like throughout the past 10 years i guess but um i I put them in the very far back of my brain and try not to think about it too much. So.
0: And, and I, I hope in those few t- cases it happened, it's more like, no, you approved this design. I have made the thing you actually signed off on. The fact that you don't like it anymore is your problem.
2: Yeah, that as well. And I mean, I was probably a bit uh, blindsided in a way that I sometimes, there, was, there were cases where I trusted the client because they were like friend of a friend and... So, it had to be done in a rush, and they approved it, they picked it up, they installed it, and in the end, they didn't pay me. So, oh, shit. yeah, there was one client in particular where I had to chase the money with a lawyer for like one and a half oh. years and shit like oh. that. And
3: oh, that sucks. was pretty yeah.
2: ugly, but um, yeah, I, I've hopefully. learned my lesson, hopefully.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't work for friends or friends anymore.
2: No, no, you should absolutely do that, but. Um, like make still make contracts or make write down what the dealers and if there's a lot of yeah. money involved if they are getting money for the object so if i'm working for an artist and they get paid for something that i made they should pay me like 50 percent in advance or something
0: so yeah. you're thinking like art installation things where they have the concept and bring it to you and you realize it yeah uh, i mean you had that um was it a social media bench or what would it was it called? The light bench? Light. Um, light.
2: Absorbed by light. Absorbed yeah, by
0: that's light. the one where everyone was sitting at a bench looking at their phone. Yes. like room for one person to sit in between yes. them kind of. And that that was one of those where the client came to you and said, Hey, we need this thing to fit into this installation. Can you make it?
2: Yes, yes and no. Um because okay. that was um I mean, she became a friend in the end, like during the process. Oh. But um, she didn't pay me, so it was paid by the Amsterdam Light Art Collection thingy. So that was oh, a very okay. like professional um, surrounding that they had from the beginning. So I would I made a quote, and then they paid me for materials and stuff in advance, and they paid all the the invoices, no problem. But let's, let's talk about Red, Red's week, or Rasmus' week, or I want to My know. week,
1: I've, I've, I've <laughs> told about it already. I'm on vacation, so... Red, since since when?
2: For how long? Uh,
1: <laughs> since uh, since yesterday, actually. For at least 10 days, then I will go back to... Um, I go back home, uh, making a stop at my in-laws for a couple of days... Um, and then we will finish because my wife will still be on vacation for a few days. Uh, we will finish uh, pre- pre- not prepping but like uh, cleaning the the apartment, and I will finally be able to get back to work uh, beginning of August. Uh, Yay! Yeah, because that's about time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really want to be done with the apartment because I I need to work. I have this urge now to be making stuff with my hands, um, which is not something related to the apartment.
0: Like, yeah.
1: I will I will sleep better when I'm, I'll be able to do that. Raz, what about you, your week?
0: I finished up the, the job with the f- chairs and table. Yeah, cool. Which w- it was an interesting experience because um, on Wednesday last week, I texted a client and said, oh, yeah, we'll definitely be finished by Friday. You can come pick up by then. Uh, thinking well i near we're nearly done me and the, weld, the welder i hired to help me out and i've I worked with a couple of times now uh and then of course show up on thursday and none of the welders are working so it's like shit we can't work today uh <laughs> And then the client. After I realized that, and realized I can't have it finished by Friday, the client says, "Oh, can we come pick it up by Wednesday next week instead?" I'm like, "Yes."
3: Well, over. Well, if, if you if you must. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's fine. No, no worries at all." Uh, and I run, run out to it and get. It will cost you an extra
3: fifty. <laughs> <laughs> exactly for the for the storage and uh...
0: yeah, no, I I don't worry about that. But um. Uh, but, but I, I run, run out and I get my welder and bring that in and a new gas bottle and everything. And, like, okay, we can use my equipment at least to finish the job. And then uh, they picked it up today. But uh, yesterday and today, I had did a private class for a Dutch guy on vacation in Norway. And he, he sent me a couple, a couple of emails and messages on Facebook and was seemed really cocky and really sure about himself. And then the fucking bastard is exactly as good as he said he would be. <laughs> in in the, these two days, he yesterday, like, like, yeah, he's done some woodworking before, but he has never done blacksmithing before. At least he did, told me he hadn't done any before. But he shows up and they go like, okay, because you're short on time, quick and easy, let's just make a nail just to get some of the basics in before we start on a knife. And he just makes a nail. I was like, well, okay, let's 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 just make a knife then. And <laughs> then four hours later, he has finished a knife. It's hardened, tempered, and sharpened. Ah. And cool. Well, we got time to stick a handle on it now. And we, we do that. We finish by five past four o'clock. The glue is drying. It's clamped up. Show up today. Spend an hour grinding the shape of the handle in. Then that's done. And you make another knife. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's an hour and a half left until four o'clock. What do you want to do? And it's like, <laughs> well, I've been looking at the roses like, sure, we can make a roses for your girlfriend. That's fine. <laughs> nice. And he did that. And, if he, and like he walks out like 10 to 4 and is like, I'm really happy about all of this. I'm coming to Norway again. Like, <laughs> nice. I'll see you then. <laughs> but it's like the, frustrating when people are being cocky and then actually good.
1: <laughs> no, it, Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
3: Maybe. <laughs> no, I see what you mean. I see yeah,
0: what you mean. But a uh, uh, really, really nice guy. That's the worst of it, and he's super good looking. So I absolutely hate him. But uh, <laughs> I, yeah, um, that, that's basically been my week since last time. It's just annoying people.
3: So, so how's the sword coming along? Uh
0: so yes, uh, yesterday uh, I uh, I worked with. I had the class till four o'clock, and then I worked for another three hours. And I have the sword mostly forged, forged done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to look at it with fresh eyes when I have time tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll actually harden it tomorrow, and then I just need to start grinding, and which is basically half the job, and fitting and everything. But it's it's coming along.
1: Nice. Yeah, you have a plan for uh, how you're gonna fit the blade into the pommel.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I'm not entirely certain, like how everything will fit together, but I will. Like, long short of it, I will tap or uh, cut the guard in half, so you will have uh, the guard part, yeah, in one piece, and you have the handle and the pummel in another piece. Okay, and it will screw it. The then pommel. I will drill through the the guard, and I will tap it. Okay, and I'll just screw it together. Okay. So, it's a nice and simple way of actually taking it apart and fixing it and all that. Probably use some kind of super glue or lock thread or something on it to make it stick there. Because, I mean, uh, even though aluminium is basically wood, uh, if you heat it up a bit, all of the glue inside will dissolve and then you can take it apart again. If you ever need it to. So, yeah. Hopefully, I don't fuck anything up. But I have uh, have two guards uh, and I'll start with a shit one just to be safe. But th- yeah, I mean, uh, this 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 whole uh, master sword build thing uh, and working with aluminium—it's it's very much this. Uh, this is the sound of a segue coming. Just hold on a second. It's very much one of the jobs where Not I have no side. idea how I'll I will, no, no idea how I will solve like all of the problems starting in, but I felt fairly certain I could solve all of them individually. And then I just need to put them together in a coherent manner uh which which is sort of why was that a segue? Wanted... <laughs> That was the segue because I wanted to cut on because i I'm doing this now sort of for the first time of taking on like a big job where i there's a lot of different things I don't actually know how to do
3: oh so the cable course... so the cable drum was normal day to day business
0: oh okay never mind <laughs> that, that, was one, that was an extreme and that, but yeah never mind um uh, Okay, I don't have a segue anymore. Frodo, <laughs> how the fuck do you do your job and take on clients that you and, and jobs where you know you don't know how to do it but you know you can figure it out? How do you deal with that? That's that's my question. That's my segue.
2: Well, I, I was actually <laughs> more looking forward to hearing, hearing all of your, your opinions on that before before I jump on that maybe. I don't know. Because I mean you you obviously you said the the most talked about part where you like put it into like little segments and then see get those out and put it all together right I mean that's like, the obvious choice but do you have any any other goings on that like how you how you would start on that or
0: if if you are able to just identify the different parts of the job like with with the sword uh, I mean okay I, here's the shape I need it consists of mostly two parts. It's the, the sharp bit and the holdy bit. And like, okay, how do I get all of the the, the details and contours and shape of the thing I want to hold in uh, from the basis of being a blacksmith where I want everything to be as real as possible? So, I mean, I could have made it out of some kind of foam material or used a lot of different materials where it will look very correct, but it wouldn't behave the way... a sword should behave so just starting from that point of I know it's I wanted to be as real as possible and it consists of like the thing you hold it and the sharp bit well the sharp bit should then be of steel I can easily do that quote-unquote because I mean it's just a big knife which is gets more complicated it's a big knife but the handle is more like well how should I do this and what's the best way of doing that and I mean me wanting to work with metal, getting it cast in aluminium seemed like the logical choice. But you could probably have gotten it made out of some kind of 3D print material that is fairly durable. Obvious. But I don't know if that would be easier or simpler or anything like that. So then... are you...
2: Um I, um, I probably forgot when you started talking about the sword in the previous episodes. I've just jumped on when you were already on it, so... Who is the sword for? Like, is it a client that?
0: Yeah, asks? it's a client.
2: And did he specify what he was, what he wanted to have, or?
0: He wanted a cake uh, knife.
3: Sp- <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yes. He, he specifically wanted um, uh, the master sword from Zelda: Twilight Princess to cut off the mm. cake at their wedding.
2: What? <laughs> yes.
0: Which, which means, like, I could have gotten, gotten away with a lot of different things to sort of just have that function of carving a cake but of course it should be stiff and it should be vaguely sharp so it rules you, out all of the foam options he
1: also asked you specifically to make it so it, it, I, I, I don't want to uh, just guess but um, if I was to contact a blacksmith in order to have a sword made I would expect the sword completely made out of metal and not yeah.
3: probably not Muff. made out of foam foam
1: or yeah, exactly, resin or, exactly. or yeah. anything so I, I totally believe that you made the right choice by going for uh, steel and aluminium because that's in my opinion what your client is expecting from you
3: me. I mean you could have easily put a steve on that one just use the aluminium <laughs> handle and put a wooden blade on it yeah
0: and I mean it would have been able to cut a cake in half I mean
3: plan. Probably in- there's your plan B. Well, yeah. basically <laughs> So
2: so did you did you communicate with the, with your client uh, beforehand how you wanted to do it or how what oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah, wanted yeah. and I mean it's also a matter of price of course because yeah. time equals money, right? So
0: Which is which is why I'm making two because that's cheaper. Or so. something. Yeah. No, it, it's all of like if if it takes a lot of time and energy to solve all of the problems for the one. But as soon as I've solved all the problems, then suddenly the next one is a lot easier to make because I don't have to solve the problems again.
1: Unless you give away the set of one. and don't make money out of it.
3: No, that's going to end up on his wall.
0: I, I don't know what you're trying to Maybe. hint at, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get back to you later. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> next treasure trade is coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm starting real early this one. yeah <laughs> well I
2: mean you're having you're having a good point there where you're saying it's uh like the first thing is always you have to figure out all the problems because that's basically my job is making a prototype every every single time right yeah I barely do like repetitive repetitive stuff and um that's why it's also so expensive but uh, luckily I found my clientele in a in a field where there is enough money to make, to pay me. That's why I barely have like any private customers, right? Because they probably wouldn't be able to pay the price. I wouldn't be able to buy my own stuff, <laughs> so. <laughs> and
0: and, and, and you, you need to be willing to spend a lot of money if you want something custom, so custom made that you need a prop maker with that special talent of doing everything, so mm. to speak. Like it, it, it's it's a very special kind of client, a private client who will come to you if they want something like for the house.
1: Yeah. I've seen people really, really fond of movies, or video games, or anime, or manga, or whatever, with a lot of money, enough money to buy some crazy stuff. So yeah, I'm at, I'm I'm fairly certain that there is a private clientele for you as well, uh, Carol. Um, Maybe they don't know you, and and therefore they can't contact you and and ask for you for a job.
2: Yeah, there comes one thing, which interferes with that, and that is, uh, copyright. I yeah, sure. I am not allowed to like just pick something from Star Wars and remake it and then sell it. Even so more not, not, private not not on a official level. If we wanted okay. to do it without an invoice, of course, no one would know it. Yeah. <laughs> right? but that's yeah. tax fraud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> But yeah, I was having this discussion with uh, Sophie, who was on here as well, I believe, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i mean she has the same problem basically when she's uh painting the marble stuff or so it's like mm, it's a gray zone is it illegal or not where's the like the artistic freedom and i know like especially companies like disney's and disney and stuff they are really after people you know, for copyright infringement and stuff like that so you have to be very careful where you put your work out and how you promote it and how you sell it and that's why i'm lucky that i get asked by the official <laughs> companies right so i am yeah. working in a way for directly for universal pictures or 20th century fox or whatever because they i'm so do, jealous
1: and so, through, I'm so through another jealous. company
2: <laughs> like through the promotion company um i am working for them right so yeah.
0: No so issues you, you there. Almost, <laughs> you, you automatically sort of get the license to make the thing from their uh, intellectual property.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is, there
0: cool. a, uh, Carol, is there a Is there a kind of job um,
1: that you wouldn't do that you would refuse because you would find it uh, too out, uh, too far out of your comfort zone, or too complicated, or too I don't know, abstract or for any other reasons. Like Rasmus was saying, if cl- the client comes to you, uh, talks to you about a project that he wants, and that's basically the start of the negotiation. But uh, did it happen or would it happen? Uh, and in that case, uh, why? If you can just explain.
2: Hmm. Well, I think there are different things you can take into consideration when it comes to that. Like, first of all, uh, space. Limitations yeah. which I try to stretch out as much as I can. <laughs> like,
1: because you, you already have made like giant stuff in your yes, workshop, like the, yes, the Barbie or yeah. the Mages are, are huge. So,
2: yeah, I mean, that's but the Barbie is probably a good example because that was uh, a five meter tall, like Barbie doll figure basically and my ceiling height in the workshop is three meter twenty or something so i knew it wouldn't fit of course but i have the the floor space so i could lay it flat down right and i have a backyard where i could have it set up (laughs) but even then um, there's always a solution for that and even if it's like I have not had the problem yet but uh, like renting out a bigger space of some sort that could be could be the case if that that's something that I don't know I got a request a couple of years back where someone wanted to have um, I think it was a giant inflatable uh, earth like a, a sphere of the and they wanted to have it painted like the earth. Oh wow but like in a four five meter diameter i was oh, like "That yeah. that's not gonna fit in my workshop so we have to find a hall to can where we can actually blow it up and then i need scaffolding to like go there and paint it right yeah um in the end that job never happened but um if there are requests like that i'm a bit hesitant to like not that motivated to go along with that because yeah. for me it's too much of a hassle to search for I don't know, another workshop and Basically, everything that has to do with third parties is something that makes me uh, think twice about it. If it's like other companies in terms of CNC laser, as I said earlier, um, if I know I have to rely on them and on their on their capacity to deliver in time, it's always like oh, I don't know if I can. Yeah. they will do their job right right yeah if so. there's, if,
3: always if there's a supply chain there's always meant like yeah, trouble yeah, okay. especially in times like these yeah.
2: not only yeah. that also what I mean that I know that a lot of people will probably disagree with that but I if I get a request for a job my first instinct is to look at it if I can do it completely alone without any additional help because if i let, let's let the, the deadline out of um, out of the thought right now but if i'm able to handle the weight by myself if i don't need like two people to carry the sculpture or something that's like in a bonus point of course because with with corona and with everything it's just people are busy people are good people are very sought after Um people are fucking unreliable <laughs> people are expensive right yeah. so it's very hard to get a hold of people who are there at the right time doing the job with the same motivation and the same quality that i expect for myself basically so i'm always looking into if i could eventually do it myself and then if it's of course it's it's a bigger job and i take someone else in that's a that's a bonus right because it takes some of the load of me but in the end i have to be able to do it all alone
3: yeah
0: like like a worst case scenario i guess
2: yes and i'm having that right now because i my workshop mate uh, max who you got to meet rasmus when yeah. he, when you were there he's a woodworker but he's also worked in film for years and doing like all the set design stuff and I was actually counting on him to help me with the giant letters that I'm doing right now. Just because it's practical to have an additional pair of hands, right? Yeah. And she <laughs> just got tested positive with COVID, so... <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> shit. Great. Okay. Yep. Everyone's on holidays or somewhere else. Everyone's busy, so... Yeah. We will see.
0: I, it sounds like a lot of stress to juggle.
2: It's not. It's, not. it's
0: just normal for you now?
2: no no and yes I mean I'm used to that kind of stress level I guess but I also um, what really helps me is not seeing it as stress or is um, not taking it as important
0: yeah because if you are
2: if you are you you yourself are just feeling relaxed. The work will be relaxed as well, right? If you yeah. stress yourself out about every the detail, of course it's gonna be stressful, right? But yeah. I don't I don't see it as how to put it. I mean, it sounds like very esoteric, or <laughs> but in the end, it's it's, no, it's, it's just work. It's not important. No one's gonna die if you're not.
1: No, but the, uh, uh, Jan has a good point. It's about the, the respect that you have towards your customers, and and uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, if you are relaxed about the job, uh, the job will be relaxed because you also have the expense that you are able to do the job in uh, before the deadline, and the quality will be will be uh, what has been asked. But that's that's all because you have the expense and the years of doing that. Uh, The first time that I had a a custom order, I was super, not scared, but I was super anxious to not meet the um, um, requirements uh, of the clients to be on time uh, to send everything. And and I have always this stressful moment when the clients uh, receive the package. And and of course, I'm not there, but I'm tracking the package. So I see that it it arrived. And for like two days, I'm, I'm in a stressful situation. What does he think of the product that I sent? Does, does he like it? Does he doesn't? He's going to complain or ask for a refund. There's always this, this, uh, couple of days that I'm, I'm anxious about how the product has been received by the client. Uh, what was, will be the feedback? And when I get the email, oh, I received it. I like it. Thank you so much. I'm super happy and relieved. But it's, it, I don't have enough experience with, um, that kind of, of, uh, custom orders to be, Super relaxed about it when I, I'm, I'm 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 completely done with it. But
2: even if you got a negative feedback about it, or you realize that you are not able to finish it in time, the world is not gonna end.
1: No, sure, yeah. and that's
2: what yeah. you have to remind yourself of that. Of course, if I get a deadline because there's a premiere happening and I can't push it back anymore, that's like, okay, yeah. shit. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. But that's on me then, and I have to pull through the night shifts and I have to make it happen somehow. Um, but if it's something that is not urgent, just be honest and either be honest with the client and say like, hey, sorry, I'm, I'm sick or my kid is sick or... There was a, I don't know, a delay in, in the delivery. I can't make it in time. I need a few days more.
1: That's something I learned really recently because I was, uh, I'm still due to make a video for a Brand, uh, but with the moving and everything, it's been it's been super hard for me to just be be able to do the video for the Brand. So I did exactly what you said. I contacted them and I, I was honest with them. I can't do it right now because there's too much going on. I will get back to you when I'm able to. Uh, and surprisingly, I was super like scared of the answer. Like, hey, we sent you that machine and we need the video right now. As you said, it's not uh, urgent. It's not a premiere of a movie. It's just like another video about a product that a lot of YouTubers have already advertised. Mm-hmm. So it's like one more break in the wall. It's not nothing revolutionary. So I was surprised that they were, oh, that's cool, we'll be waiting, just do what you have to do and, and, and send the video when it's ready. Uh, so it was really um, nice, uh, by the lack of finding other words, uh, to see that a brand and a big one is able to say, okay, don't stress it, uh, do do it when you can. Um, and again, I had to remind myself, I'm not paid for, for the video, I'm just... Uh, I received a free machine, for sure, and that's why I'm I'm doing the video. Uh, but I'm not paid, and it, it's it, I mean there's no yeah it's not a big deal if I'm if I'm if I'm late on that. Uh, but the, the first time it's, yeah. it's it's kind of scary because when you have a, the trust of the brand. Uh, you have to just just realize that it's not it's not it's not that. Big of a deal. It's important for sure, and you have to do, do your job correctly because they rely on you somehow, and you you owe them somehow. But it's not not that big of a deal.
2: I think the I would also the, point out the, the let me just no, just jump on that real quick, because I think the issue there is that we are so conditioned to everyone thinking that what they want is the most important thing in the world at that exact moment in time, right? that there's nothing more important and it needs to be done now and you have to be there now and they are stressed about it right and i learned especially in the last couple of years where i had a lot of clients which were very 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 stressed about everything and very nervous and they were just i don't know they were if i wasn't me in that situation that nervousness would have come uh, like sweep me over right and i would have become nervous but i was just relaxed in that moment i was like we're getting it done <laughs> don't worry
3: and something you will realize with especially if you're dealing with customers or um with deadlines at work it's usually even if they say it's the most important thing in the world it's usually not it's just their way when they're used to, if they know that everybody's going over the deadline, they're just going to put more pressure on it. There's been stuff I've sent to customers, the information they needed basically yesterday. And I made a mistake and forgot to actually attach the, um, the, the file to the email. Yeah, and it took them about three weeks to even realize it.
1: Holy fuck shit! So this is just <laughs> something where
3: you go like, well, and now you can wait another two weeks because I don't give a fuck anymore.
1: Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah.
3: and this is and this happened not just like no not the mistake of forgetting to send files, but finding out afterwards that the information was either not used or like everything that was so important really didn't matter in the end. And this is why I became a little bit more relaxed about it, or at least I double check how important the information or project or everything really is.
1: Usually when I get an email from a client asking for a custom job, the first thing I ask is what's your deadline? What's your budget? Yeah, They, yeah. they don't really answer about the budget thing because they don't want to, to say like, Hey, I have, have 5,000 euros. So feel free to charge me a lot. Uh, but, mm. but they are, they are pretty specific about the deadline.
3: Oh, there's That's usually my... a birthday or there's exactly. a Exactly, like, yeah,
1: yeah. That last time or... it, was, it was the birthday of the granddaughter of someone that I've been following my work on YouTube and Insta for a long time. And I was super happy to make him for his granddaughter uh, a, a custom guitar strap. And it was uh, a very important job for me because of that, because I knew the guy. Uh, and he was uh, absolutely uh, really nice with me uh, since the beginning. Uh, but the yeah, the, the deadline was very specific. The budget was not. So we, we were able to discuss about everything else than the deadline. So I was able to work accordingly. Um, so yeah, Jan, I, I also think that in your line of work, when your clients have specific needs, you have to, I can only imagine that you, you, you can feel stress and anxiety about uh, meeting all these needs or requirements from the clients, but also, as you just said, like it's it's not the end of the world if it's, it's yes. not like done right now.
3: Yes and no, it's um like the stress is what I found out over the years, and it takes a while. Um, it's usually personal expectations, like or expectations I have to myself because I want to do a good job in it. But it's usually um don't forget it's like uh it's not my business. I'm an employee. I'm getting paid. So, um, and it's something I had to learn over the years that like the world's not going to end. And I mean, it's never nice if you can't hold a deadline. But to be honest, most of the time, it's just out of my control. In in my line of job where I work in sales, I can only do so much. Like I cannot force my company to deliver the products in time. I get information from my company and I have to convey them to the customer. Also, if we can't hold it, uh, like, if we're not holding the, the deadlines mm-hmm. I am the one standing in front of the customers I'm going to get yelled at I'm saying yelled at because most customers know most customers know that's not my fault when there's shipping delays It's still, but I represent the company so
1: Jan um, mm-hmm. you are re- representing a company, uh, Carol you are working for a client but mm-hmm. whereas you are mostly working for yourself and selling stuff yep. at the market so you are somehow your boss, your client, and you find customer when you go to the market. So what's what's your take on this? How do you put yourself into enough pressure to do the job uh, with the deadline that you basically set up for yourself?
0: Long story short, I always try to give myself at least like three times as long as, as much time as I think I'll need.
1: Because you know that one sort of the time will be at the ring, the other
0: uh, yeah,
3: exactly. Uh, that might, there might so, be a new computer be... game being released. And, <laughs> <laughs> okay. then there's the well, hang out, uh, and there's you... eating Good like thinking, first man. dinner, second <laughs> dinner.
0: <laughs> but uh, like um, yes and no, like uh, it, it's the whole thing of well, I know I need time to fuck up something sometimes, mm. so that yeah. I can recover from it. I also want to be in a position where I can phone up the client and say, "Hey, everything went smoothly. I'm done a week early." I Which mean, it's is always no a good client... surprise for the buyers. yeah. No, clients will ever complain about that. They might say, okay, but you're not ready to receive the parts yet." And like that's fine. I they I I have big enough space to store them. That's not a worry. I can just be in a corner. But I mean, if they never pick them up, then I need to charge. Like I never have been in a position where I need to charge a client for them to. Uh, for, for like uh, storage rent. But I mean, that's always an option. And I so- told someone that that was really slow at picking something up. And I was like, listen, if you're not picking this up within next week, I have to start charging you storage fees. And they, they can really quickly to pick it up. At point. <laughs> yep. uh, but um, on the whole, delivering on promises, like especially with Corona now and the war and all that, there's always a good reason for things to be delayed. And it's very easy to find a good excuse so for they why say. it's not your fault. Yeah, so for they why say. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. but its I find it also very important that it doesn't matter the reason or excuse you have for something to be late. It's still your responsibility and it will still reflect on you. Once sure. it's probably fine. Once it's probably fine for any yeah. client. But if every single client you deal with have the story of, oh yeah, and it was delayed. It had a good reason for it, but it was delayed by a week or two. Mm-hmm. If every single client you have tell that story about you, then that reflects on you quite badly, I think.
2: Yeah, I think that's not too, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I forget where I was going. Um, you're having a really good point there in terms of, like, reputation and yeah, mm-hmm. what clients would say about you because... I think what I... I put a lot of... I love hard work, right? And you probably all know that about me. I have no problem with... If there's a deadline, I will pull night shifts. I will do 100 hours a week. No issue, right? Because I don't want to be late. And I want to... I don't have to prove that to myself. I just want to be the reliable um, person that they reach out to again, right? Yeah. Yeah. And because I put that amount of work in, in like the early, the the first five years or so, I had a really good reputation. And so clients come, come back to me, right? Because they know they can, uh, they can trust me, they can rely on me and I will not screw them over. Mm -hmm. I am very easy in communicating with the client as well, right? He will not wait for a week. Uh, Four
0: weeks f- the on a quote really from me, right?
2: right? It was like, yeah. how am I supposed to get anything done if I have to wait for two weeks to get even just a number how much it will cost? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna
0: work. And uh, honestly, I'm struggling with that now because uh, the steel suppliers have been really slow, talk- communicating back to me about the prices. And so, uh, and the one that replied first, they didn't even have the steel I wanted. They just gave me prices for different steels. I was like. That's really helpful, but not, not what I need. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, it tells me what the market's at at the moment, that, but it, that's it. I can't use you. Exactly. That,
3: that's where the nope <laughs> comes back into play.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's,
3: yeah. It's it, But I, I completely agree. But I think that the communication is like the, the best thing you can do at that point and before, and basically before you take the job. Like if I have customers right now requesting parts, I have delivery times that they got communicated to me. Um and I tell them those to or I tell those to the customers, but I also tell them like those are subject to change like daily, on a daily basis. Like they can get they been cut in half tomorrow or they can be doubled depending on. it's like all it takes is one supplier call to my company saying, well, we can deliver the chips. like there's no shipment. and everything goes to hell. Or to say it's like, oh, we found an extra warehouse with like another 2,000 of those chips you've been looking for. And suddenly everything is cut in half. So everything is subject to change. And I apologize to my customers beforehand. And I say it's like, all I can give you is like a rough estimate. Like this is the numbers if everything stays the way it is. And I can tell you right now, it's probably not going to stay that way. It's either going to get better yeah. or worse. And then customers usually like the honesty. Like they prefer the honesty with that.
2: I was I was going to take this probably another way because we we were really uh, just talking about like the whole deadlines and getting stuff done in time, um, mm-hmm. and I was more wondering about because I think we were originally trying to talk about how to do things out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and maybe let's take that out of the whole job situation and maybe more into like your personal makeup projects or how do you go about that? How oh, that, would you, how would you start something like that? Or are that's you
3: that's actually pretty easy because that's what I, why I do most of my projects, <laughs> like something I haven't done and I want to try uh, research. I love sitting down in the beginning, doing the research um, that combines just Actually, I, lately, I enjoy reading books about it, not just like Googling it, but actually finding liter- literature about it and get a little bit into that. But the second one is just like, is there somebody that has done something similar? Then it's like starting the whole, I say, YouTube research. How have they done it? What do I like about it? Would I do something different about it? Make my own thoughts? Like, I, I love that whole research process and like slowly working myself to that point where I actually feel comfortable. And the second one is getting actually the stuff. Like I, I hate buying everything beforehand and then standing there with the tools and not know how to, what to do with them. And then I selectively, I like kind of make a game out of it. Like first of all, I'm in my workshop. It's small, but I looks like what do tools do I have? Can I use like it's not the correct tool or material for it, but can I make it work to do that? Like what do I have on hand? Because it being a hobby, there's no one I can charge for the materials. So I kind of have to like of course it's nice making something but if it costs me a couple hundred euros this is for a hobby that's going to kill me after a couple of projects so it's like what can i do with the stuff at hand and how far can i stretch it to still get the result that i want and it's just i go step by step then and then there's the trial and error period and i usually mess up the first like even in my videos there's usually like two or three i've done before that very seldom like i filmed the first one too But you usually don't see that on camera. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, then I basically do it till I get that result or it does the work. And that's why there's not been a lot of videos because I've been a little bit too ambitious with a lot of my projects and they've been scrapped and I deleted the footage and I just move on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's what's happened with your big grand ambitions of a video every week on a couple of different channels yeah, yeah, like that. I, yeah exactly. I still remember
2: i was like oh he's becoming a youtuber now
3: yeah i have i have <laughs> probably still about four terabytes just of footage on my hard oh, drives wow. that i could edit but i don't like the projects and where they, how they ended up so i'm probably just gonna end up deleting them and start new no no no, no.
1: no. 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 maybe not delete the footage that you have Only
3: <laughs> it's mine. I can do whatever I want.
1: <laughs> no, sure. I, I'm just saying that you you should only um, erase, delete the footage once you're you're done editing the video. And if you don't like the the video. In the end, you can
3: delete everything. Oh, I have I have buddies that are like mad at me that watch the video and says like, Dude, that video is great and it's like nah I didn't like it. It'll be that. you're also a bad like... judge for your own work. Yeah.
1: I mean, you, you you can be the best your best critic, but you're you're usually your your
3: I, worst judge. I enjoy sharing my projects, but mostly like one of my big hobbies is filming. It is editing, and I want to get better at it. So I'm still going through the process of most of it, like I do the edit. And if I delete it afterwards, for me, it's not the biggest thing of pressing the upload button. It's not that's not like it is nice. It's nice to share it. But I, you guys know, I usually like make a short video over the phone, and I just send it to you guys, like I don't even make an Insta story or something out of it, because it's just that's not the, the top priority when I do the project. How how do you do it, Red? When you like start a new project with something new, because you're a teacher, like I, I bet you also do the research.
1: I do. I, I certainly do. Um, I, I recognize myself in what you just said because I do the research absolutely. When I have a, a, a stupid idea, I, I I try to take the time to uh, think a little bit. Is it feasible or not? Should I do it or not? Uh, do I like it enough? to spend the week working on it and spending my money, uh, my personal money on it and, and so on and so on. When When I go for it, I do the research <clears throat> exactly for the same reason that, that you've said, Jan. Uh, did someone already did it and how and what can I do differently in order to make that project mine? Uh, I, I need to have my, my personal touch on it, make something different that in order to, for the project to be mine and not exactly the same as, as someone else, which is sometimes difficult because when you, when you want something, I mean, if you want to make a river table, everything's been done at that point. So if you want to make something really different, you, you really have to, to think twice about the project.
0: Um, and then I, I... Make a table with a built-in catapult for your kids. Oh,
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, damn, I like the idea. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, and then I check if I have the, the materials and the tools, because just like you, yeah, I, I don't have the money to pay uh, someone to do it. Uh, now, with the years and, and me having invested in new tools and equipment, I mostly uh, I'm, I'm able to do most of the things that I, I really want to do for my project. The only thing that I would need now is a milling machine. Um, one and day. you have a
0: sponsor lined up for that?
1: Uh, I, I wish I wish I did. <laughs> uh, maybe one day. Uh, no, but like you know, I have a small one. Um but I, I would I would like to have a, like the giant uh, bridgeport thing in order to be able to mill by the guards for, for swords or whatever the parts for machine. Uh, so yeah I'm I'm just checking quickly if it is for the feasible with the equipment that I have and the material that I have. But my favorite part is actually being it's usually at night when I'm not sleeping because insomnia and shit. Uh I'm in my bed and I'm I'm thinking about all the steps of the project I'm, I'm in my head taking a piece of material and just uh, going through all the steps and that's where i can identify the, the problem mm-hmm. that i could have with this question, with the question.
0: that's uh, is that something you got from doing martial arts yeah that type of yeah because that's the same for me yeah like lying in bed like trying to fall asleep and you're just mentally walking through the katas and exactly. the patterns and all yeah. of that yeah and of course after a, couple, a little while, that's that's really boring and you just fall asleep. So it, it yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a,
1: it's, it's a good way to fall asleep, but also when you've done that enough, uh, you can easily and quickly identify the problem because as as you said, uh, it's like a kata. It's like you are doing a form, you are doing a process, you are doing the exact same uh, movement and gesture and, 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 and steps. Uh, if you are doing leather work, for example, whatever the piece that you are making the steps will be will be very similar uh, from one project to another. You will have to take care of the edges. You will have f- first of all you will have to select the leather, cut the pieces, do the edges, and so on and so on. So it's just like a kata. You know that those those steps will not change. It will change. The size will change. The color will change. The uh, the, the timeline will, may change, but it's just like the same. So it's easier uh, to do that. It's easier to identify the problem that you can have with a project by doing so because you know that oh at that point in the project I will have to assemble these two pieces. How will I do that? And, and by doing it mentally first, you can try stuff without wasting money or material or injuring yourself or screwing up the project completely. Uh, because you can you can with experience, of course see what will work and what will not work. So that that's something I really like to do. Um, filming the project, making the video is also fun. Um, I like the editing part of it, the filming part not so much, but also probably because of my old setup, my camera, uh, the lack of space, lack of light and everything. But I'm
0: speaking of which you're sitting in the dark.
1: Yeah, again. Oh, can you see me? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's getting dark here. Um, but outside it's, it's still like it's afternoon, so it's, it's only here. Um, I have the
0: middle of the day still, I'm, I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> um, the, okay, the... Fine. Jan is winning, he's keeping. He <laughs> <old son. laughs> I don't
1: have the thrill of putting my videos uh on YouTube, uh, because I, I kind of never had that. At the beginning, it was like the, mostly a joke in my videos uh, completely just people to see, but you get no views at first. So you don't have the, oh, I'm releasing a video at eight, so people will contact me at eight by 10, telling me how good my work is. I, I'm not doing that for that. I am not. No. I don't want to be famous. I don't want the praises. My goal in my channel was to share my knowledge about the stuff I do. So I don't get feedback, that much, which is good, because I, I, I don't want to take the time to answer all those crazy comments about how good I am um, doing my stuff.
0: It, it, yeah, it's really annoying. It's super yeah, annoying. It's
1: um, so, so yeah, my favorite part is, is probably the, the, the problem solving, but I guess we are all like this. It's, that's what we do, what we do, because we, we have an idea, we have yeah. to make it, and, and the problem solving is super enjoyable. What about you, guys
0: yeah, no. It, as you said, it's definitely the problem solving. Like, uh, how how do you take how do you end up at, the, at this end result, and then you start sort of going backwards. At least uh, in my blacksmithing mind, it's very natural to just take the final result and move backwards from there step by step, because that's how I need to work the materialize. Like, I know I need this shape, but like, what's the last thing that I need to fall into place for it to look the right, and then moving backwards from that, and figuring out what's the starting material of all of it. And I love how
3: you mentioned it before, where you're going like, oh, I really like what I did there, but how the fuck did I do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that,
0: that happens too. Uh, but I mean, it's, um, to, to to quote Adam Savage, like the difference between science and screwing around is writing shit down. Or at least knowing if you are able to repeat it. I I don't write a lot of things down, but I do tend to have like uh, a basically a storyboard usually for the classes as well like here 's all of the steps it's it's physical representation in identical starting stock, and it's just moving through them uh, but when it comes to learning new things, just talking to people uh, for me that 's the best one uh, maybe maybe i don't even know who to ask about the thing, but I know like oh, this person knows a lot of people yeah ask talk Jimmy. To them. Yes, Ask exactly. Jamie, it will,
1: it will, it will, like, he
0: will contact someone. Yeah, like, yeah. And I've done that a lot of times, specifically with Jamie Reader. Like, I have this problem, or I want this specific thing made, or I need help with this thing. And he goes there like, yeah, I know I know someone. Hold on a second. And he, he goes through his wizardly magic on Instagram or something and sends me a profile and it's like, talk to this guy. I think he can help you. <laughs> uh, and, and and that's, that's like really nice to, if you don't know someone with the answer then at least know someone who can help you find the right answer to solve all their problems or just uh,
2: or just jump into it at least that's what yeah i know in the in the beginning when i was uh doing the my apprenticeship at the theater my my teacher or tutor or however you want to call him my master to a certain degree he was like a professional like a classic sculptor right and like we were sitting there like uh, I don't know, late teens, early 20s, uh, three of us and like very reluctant and hesitant to I don't want to cut this off, if I cut off too much, what's going to happen? Like Very slowly and carefully working and sometimes it just didn't look right but we couldn't figure out why it was not looking right. And then there were so many points where he just came and like in styrofoam he just took the knife and cut big chunks out of it out like made it like really big cuts and suddenly it came together and it looked right or like with working in clay he was like and that's the that's the hard part right i mean you've been working on like a a clay portrait for example for three weeks, like putting all your time into it, looking at it every day for eight hours. And you're like, Oh, something's not gonna look right, but it was so much work. And then he just comes and takes the sculpting tool and just pushes it into this into the eye and just I don't know, scratches <laughs> it and forms it differently and like do you see the difference? Did you, do you see where the mistake was? <laughs> 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 That's
3: probably yeah, that, not, not seeing the forest because of too many trees. Yeah,
2: yeah, that and and just being brave to to take a step ahead and to actually mm-hmm. make make a big change and not like trying to put out the details just like get the bigger shape first and then figure out the rest. Where I usually go with with big projects is I don't plan everything out from the beginning, right? I jump straight into it, I get a head start, and then I will try to figure out everything as I go.
3: But that's because... That
0: was exactly my... Sorry. That was exactly my my experience with the wood carving with Tadia. Is that, like, I could see him just going at it and just carving chunks out. Like, not only does he know how technically to do that fast and quick, but it's also like, Oh, immediately recognize like no, I'm being gentle because I don't know how much I can remove while still keeping the shape I need in there. While he is like, oh, I know I need to go like really deep here and really deep there. And now it's halfway That's done. That's the
3: experience.
0: Yeah.
1: How you said also that you are looking at that that big mass of clay, eight hours for three week. That maybe maybe looking too much at a project uh, prevents you to. Spot the things that you need to, to change. And I, I'm not um, making myself clear, I think, but if you are too much into a project, you're not working with fresh eyes or fresh mind, and someone coming from outside can clearly see what needs to be changed in order to make it better. So it's also good, I think, to uh, take a break from time to time, go in vacation for two weeks because you you change your the the way you see projects
2: yes take a break and have a fresh pair of eyes I I mean that's unfortunately my good friend and colleague um, left the workshop last year because she got pregnant right and it was it was I'm, amazing I'm sorry
0: to hear that congratulations
2: to her. <laughs> <So good. laughs> it was sad for me good for her it was sad for me. because i really liked having her around because she could she was never bothering me right but if i wanted to have a second opinion i could and she was there working on her own stuff i could always ask for her opinion and have a professional opinion as well in a sense right because it, it makes no sense to i don't know ask my mom about opinion about anything because she will always say oh it's so pretty
0: (laughs) you need a a qualified opinion
2: qualified not not even that i mean sometimes when it comes to anatomy or even basically anything everyone will have a fresh view on it and spot if there's something wrong especially with stuff that you see every day you will you will see if there's something wrong in a face that you sculpted Or if the the dog has, the the legs of the dog are too long, right?
0: (laughs) I I had one experience like that when it came to making a knife for a client. Uh, A a custom kitchen knife. And it was early on when I did large knives, so I didn't really know exactly where all of the, the finer points were. But I handed him the knife and said, like, how does this feel to you? And he didn't think it was too heavy. But you felt the handle was too light. I was like, well, but that's the th- then then you're using all the wrong words, but you're telling me the right message. The blade is too heavy. I can't make the handle light or more heavy to balance it out. But I can grind down the, the knife more and make it thinner and more light and all of that. But it's like, uh, even if they don't know exactly the right words to describe what's the wrong what the wrong part is, they can tell you their experience with it. And if you're able to interpret that correctly. You hopefully can make it better because they'll point out a little thing and go, like, there's something going on there. And then you look close at it, and it's like, oh yeah, that bit is wonky.
1: One last question before we, we go to the focus of the week, guys, because it's been one and a half hour already. Um, oh, yeah. I've recently had to refuse uh, a client. Um, he wanted to alter something and I didn't want to make it. Uh, because of reasons, did it already happen to you? Not that I, I didn't have the time, or two, but the, the project that you wanted me to do was was not something I was I was really keen to to do because of that religious and cultural implication that that I don't uh, agree with. Is um, it sex
0: stuff? No,
1: absolutely not. I'm always open to do. Uh, <laughs> No, that sounds that, that sounds so wrong. I uh, nearly got this. Uh, no, it was touching to to. Um, it's not a secret. I, I made this American Native American address few years back yeah. as a tribute, as a homage to the craftsmanship of these people. Because as a, as a child, as a kid, I was in how uh, when I was watching. Um, Westerns movies, and I was like, well, oh, the, what they wear is so cool, their culture is so cool, I really like it, and I was always rooting for the Native American Indians. Anyway, um, a guy contacted me in order to uh, have one made for him. And I was like, no, I'm not making that for, for sale, I'm not selling those. And it, it's, it's something that I'm taking a lot of shit on, uh, or about on the internet, uh, because it's like, in the US, it's seen as cultural appropriation, but I'm not American, so fuck okay you guys. I do what I want. Uh, and, and again, it's a homage, it's a tribute, um, but I don't want to make those for clients because I have enough respect for the culture of Native American uh, not to make them and sell them to as a cosplay, for example. So I, I refused the job uh, and could have made a, a, a lot of money. I could have made a lot of money with it. Did it, did it happen to you? Did you refuse jobs uh, or projects uh, like this? And and if yes, why, if you can explain quickly and how did you felt about it? Because personally, I was, I was mm, damn, it could have been a lot of money, but it was absolutely out of, of the question to make one of those and to sell it to a car.
2: For me, it's uh, it happened quite a few times where especially with certain artists like mu- music artists where i was like no I, I don't want to be involved in that kind of shittery so this uh, i made a few years back i made this giant coin for this german rap artist and he's he's totally fine he's cool but um the the german rap scene has quite a few weird people going on and i Do not want to be
0: seen in general.
2: Do do not want to be uh, involved in that. There's really just just a handful of people. I would not work in that kind of field for. But um, other than that, yeah, there's there's a few companies, of course, that I would not work for. And I know they have a lot of money, but I don't know.
0: Well, if it's just going to be a pain in the arse to work with them, then. no, it's it not be it's of of probably
2: not a pain to work with them, but I don't want to More have ethically? I don't want to have my name connected with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that's also fair by
1: all means. Yeah. As you said, our reputation is important. So yeah, you have to protect yeah. yourself for your own future, not working with people that could be professional,
0: if that's a word. It's it's a word
3: now.
2: But what did what did you want to say I'm sorry?
3: Uh, no, it's it's pretty easy of like I said, I'm not really easy. Um, for me, it's hard to um, deny a customer or like do not sell a product to a customer unless there are on different lists. Let's put it that way. Like, of course, there are companies we're not allowed to sell to where our company policy is not to sell to those companies. Um, other than that, like it's, Putin
0: Incorporated.
3: Uh, if you want to go that route there yeah and they're <laughs> not not exclusive there's actually like um no there's actually a list of uh companies that are not even on any like um how do you say it that are not at war which just our company decides because of a company okay. image yep. not to sell to i'm not allowed to disclose names but there are companies we're not selling to um for me it's um i denied jobs or not denied it but i strongly recommended the customer to not get the products. And that usually happens if um, our measurement equipment that we have is like really high accuracy. And sometimes you have a customer and they don't need it. They just don't need to spend that kind of money for those. They could use something that's like a third of the price or maybe like just a quarter of the price and would do the same thing for him. And what I like to, or what I do, because I also, I have to do it. I tell them it's like, you know you don't need that you can get that like a lot cheaper and it will fulfill your needs and they usually say thank you and sometimes they come back later when they need the accuracy and they buy from us again because i rather have that or have not like i rather not sell to the customer and or so they don't find out later on like half a year later and get pissed because we <coughs> overshot it completely can you want to say something
2: Blessings, Fred.
3: Yeah, blessings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plan for the future.
2: <laughs> um, I just wanted to, to jump on something else really quick uh, because you mentioned the whole like ethical stuff and that mm-hmm. also... Um, for me, that also means I don't want to have something mass-produced. Like Rasmus mentioned the sloth costume in the beginning, right? And when that... Thing went viral a couple of years ago there were some people reaching out to me who were like basically like friend of a friend right i didn't know them what that was, well, but they were telling me to i don't know have it produced in china and sell it for like 200 quid or something i'm like why would i do that that would have probably been easy money right but it's nothing that i stand for and nothing that i want to do Mm
0: -hmm. and i mean it it might not even be that easy money because it might be a real hassle to find a manufacturer in china that can do it to a consistent quality you're happy with
2: that as well it would have it would have it would have lacked it would have lacked the quality and it would have just been like jumping on that on that trend which for me, it's, there's no guarantee it would work either.
3: and probably would have worked. Like looking at some of the cosplay costumes, like from people doing dresses or like those vintage dresses and then just doing the cheap China copies and they still sell like crazy. Yeah,
2: but that's not who but, I am. Yeah, I, it's I don't, not, I don't, yeah, I
3: don't, I don't it's want to not, do that. Not, no. Yeah, that's not a sign you want to put in front of your shop, Not put, and especially not with the quality of your work you're doing.
0: Yeah. Shall we get to the focus stuff? Let's focus. Kado, you want to start?
2: Ooh, um, okay, um... Without, without
0: panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, right. <laughs> I,
2: I do panic a lot, but I try not to. Um,
0: you don't stress, but you panic. That's a good decision. <laughs>
2: yes. I do stress myself as well. The amount of times I've sat in my workshop crying, because of exhaustion, but that, that's another topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to recommend something, maybe Red Nose from TikTok. She has just reached 2 million followers on TikTok, actually, but just like over 100K on uh, Instagram. And her name is uh, Riley Passfield, if I pronounce that correctly. Her handle is usually Riley. So, R-H-Y-L-E-E-P? Yes. And she does... She's like the queen of shitty cosplays, if I might say so. She does... In a way, it's, it's, it's hilarious. She does... I think it goes by the handle of cursed cosplays or something. She takes the most freaky characters, like Shrek, for example, and tries to do cosplay in the most cheap way she can achieve so just with cardboard (laughs) and painting herself and like putting tape all over her face and it's hilarious and she is so sweet and she always makes me laugh she popped up like several times on my um on my page on, on if you open tiktok i guess and um I think her content, her content works so well because she's such a sweetheart and she laughs about herself all the fucking time. She's just giggling throughout the whole video and screaming and laughs her because she finds herself hilarious. <laughs> she is fucking hilarious <laughs> and she looks like a complete idiot and she's just having so much fun and I think she brings a lot of joy to a lot of people and I just really love that that you can do that with so, like, no money at all, right? And she's so successful with that as well. But uh, yeah, she's such a sweet character. I really love her.
3: Nice,
0: wonderful. I want to go next. I want okay. to go next just to, just to make sure those two don't steal it because my focus this time is the James Fucking Webb Space Telescope. Oh fuck
1: it! <laughs> I didn't want to I say that. It. That was too ambitious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I have,
1: a, I have a backup plan, so you can go. Good,
0: it. good. I, that's wh- that's that's why I wanted to take it, uh, to go first, because the first pictures from the new James Webb t- Space Telescopes, we have managed to say that correctly. Uh, it's finally coming back to us, and it looks absolutely surreal. Except it is real. It is glorious. It is magnificent. It is a whole new world or a whole new view into the universe you live in. A whole um, not- new universe. Even, even. I mean, it, it, it's 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 the craziest thing. I, I saw a picture that you could see the galaxies was curved because of space time.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it 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 was it, it's so mind boggling to see. Like, not only is like, oh, you can see the spiral galaxy like a tiny little pin dot out there, and you see the spiral in it, except it's this shaped
1: it's absolutely insane and if you go uh, if you don't know about the picture and you go search for it please try to find a video an animation about the the new picture because you have the picture and you can zoom in and zoom in Mm. and zoom in and zoom in and zoom in in again and you will have like galaxies appear and universe it's it's absolutely mind-blowing
2: and that's that comes that that comes back to our whole topic, I think, because if you look at that and realize <laughs> that we are just a tiny spark of dust in this whole fucking universe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why stress about something like fucking words? That doesn't so, matter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah.
0: It only matters inside your head exactly. and your head doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Today's words of wisdom. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> go, go, go look up the James Webb's telescope. There's a link uh, in, in the show notes. There's a link to one article with a nice little description of things and some really good pictures. But just Google it and you will see a glorious amount of sparkly universes.
3: Thanks. And there's also already some graphics where you see from the old uh, telescope like the picture and they laid the other one over it and it would like a slider and you can go slide. Yeah. And you see like that Hubble Hubble blurry mesh and then go over there and it's like absolutely stunning. Yeah. I know. I've been looking for the TARDIS. I haven't found it yet.
0: Yeah. It's it's amazing. What uh, is it 40 years of technology in between the Hubble?
1: I don't know but can you imagine what they will be capable of in 50 years from now yeah, yeah I mean we are now able to see galaxies that were existing 16 billion years before now it's absolutely insane it's 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 just insane also i, I want to
3: yeah. go next i want to go next and that's going to be here on focus okay that, that's <laughs> that's the one that's actually going to be here on uh, it's a youtube channel called nature bites and yeah. um people will more recognize it because of the guy voicing or that that's actually filmed it's a legendary uh, dave Attenborough, so oh. like the godfather of animal and plant documentaries and yeah, uh, oh, I'm subscribed. Yeah. <laughs> now, just now. yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> and this is like, I, this was completely under my radar. It's like those five minute videos, like three to five minutes. Uh I think it's from BBC. And um yeah, he's still alive and kicking and he's doing a fantastic job. And since I watched pretty much every single doc- uh, documentary he did, uh it's actually funny having one dropping every couple of weeks with him hosting, like not of all of not all of them are hosted by him. But a lot.
0: He he is a national treasure to the world, or a national treasure as a human being. With
3: with the age of um, I believe ninety five.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, borderlining ancient.
1: <laughs>
3: In the I most agree. positive way.
0: <laughs> so
1: really? my focus of the week is the word controversial, and not controversial, <laughs> as I said before. It's, a, it's an awesome word and you should know it. Um, <laughs> no, more seriously, my, my, my focus is uh, about uh, wonderful... As um, Carol was our guest today, I was searching something in the line of sculpting and, and prop making and just awesomeness. Uh, and there is this sculpture that we, we've talked about uh, Carol um, in our uh, late ch- chat it's um, Akihito. It's a Japanese artist from Studio Aki. I'm in love with his work. It's I very him. <laughs> 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 it, It's it's very very special because it can it can uh, it can be uncomfortable to watch or to look at if you don't like that kind of stuff. It's it's kind of weird and uh, also might. Make you think of alien with a lot of oh. curves and, and, and stuff like yeah it can yeah, be can can be disturbing for people
0: yeah there's there's some images here that are borderlining really disturbing yeah I, but I, it's I absolutely
1: it <laughs> it's it's awesome work uh I mean I, I wish I, I, I would be able to do uh, one tenth of his work uh, when it comes to sculpting, because it's absolutely insane. Uh, and I really enjoy the, his old aesthetic, his old world. World!
2: Yeah, so, he's, he's yeah. a total sweetheart. And he is not afraid to use uh, new technologies as well, in terms of like uh, 3D sculpting on computer and stuff. So really like that he's not afraid of. Going away a bit from the traditional sculpting materials and trying something new.
0: Uh, hold on a second. Do you happen to know, was he featured on, or was he a part of Monterpalu- Monster Palooza? Yeah, he, I, I met him at test-
2: Monster Palooza.
0: Right, okay, yeah. So that's why some of these pictures are tickling my memory, because it probably showed up in a tested video or something.
2: Could be. I think he's a regular anyway. at uh, Monster Palooza, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. Very, very cool. Any last little tidbits? Yes. Okay, go on.
2: <laughs> Just uh, be kind to yourself and be kind to others. I think we need to be reminded yes. of that.
0: Well, it's yes, it's a very good point. And it's, yep. I it's, know as well. Mm. It's easy to forget.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Kao, for thank being you. the guest. Yeah, tonight thank you. Yes. Always wait great to, to have a chat with you.
0: Very much so. Thank you. Was where people can find no, where can people find Cairo? Carol? Carol? Uh,
2: yeah. Caroline Hintz. That's very German. Uh, or you search for Prop <laughs> Shop Berlin. Maybe that's easier. Or do I go...
0: Not not Berlin Prop Shop. No, that's not Berlin
2: Prop Shop. That's the wrong thing.
0: Prop <laughs> Shop Berlin
3: or
2: Caroline Himes. <laughs> <laughs> with a K, not a C. With a K, with the E uh, H. Y-H-A-N-Z I can't yeah, spell Something English. like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's not high yeah. insistince. So yes.
0: <laughs> very well, very good. And if you want to find the the rest of us, you can find us collectively at two-thirds focused and on any of on any of the mostly social places. And you can find me at RasmusLewen and No, and there are new blackfilling courses coming up. So yes, including rose making. Ooh.
3: Nice.
1: And you will not be able to find me for the next two weeks because I'm on
3: vacation. (laughs) Which is also (laughs) fair. (laughs) And you can find me uh, tomorrow on the Autobahn and uh, then other places, uh, nerdinventor.com or nerdinventor on most of the socials. Carol, thanks again. Thanks for being on, Carol. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Carol. Have a good night. Have a
3: good week. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.